Hey everyone, we appreciate you listening. We'll get into the show in a bit, but just want to mention, go check out our Twitter page, at Midcourt Madness, for all of our show updates, as well as some breaking news tweets. Also, check out our website, where we post all of our writing at midcourtmadness.wordpress.com. Here's the show. On today's Midcourt Madness, Duke falls to North Carolina. Let's get into it. I, nah, I'm just kidding, Vix. Um, also, conference tournament season is in full swing, and we have some teams who have already punched their tickets. We'll chat about some of them, preview some of the upcoming tournaments, and maybe even do a little Selection Sunday primer, Biggs. Ooh. Now let's get into it. Yes! All right, John, we are in arguably the best week of the college basketball season. I think common misnomer about college hoops. Let me just jump on my on my horse here for a second. Common misnomer about college basketball is March Madness. March Madness is only the like the NCAA tournament. March Madness is all of it, my friend. It is the entire March, which is all the conference tournaments, all the small school tournaments that, that go on like the week ahead of like the, the varsity kind of big boy tournaments. And, and then that last weekend ahead of Selection Sunday, it's amazing. We have small school tournaments going on, wrapping up right now. Big school tournaments starting up. Um, but do you have a team that you're forking? Oh, am I forking a team? I want you to fork one. Let's let's focus on negativity, and then we can go to positive. Okay, I'm forking something, not someone, though. Nice. I mean, I'm sort of forking someone, uh, if you know what Ideally. I mean. Ideally. But <laughs> I'm forking retirement tours, Biggs. Because, Ooh. you know, my first experience with retirement tours, I think of De- Derek Jeter. There's probably there's probably ones before that. That's like the first one in my recent memory, okay? Mm-hmm. And from what I remember, there's some, uh, there's some fireworks during like the All-Star game that year. They sort of dedicated that game to him. And then, if I remember correctly, they did not make the playoffs that year. But the very last game of the regular season, he drove in the game-winning run, right? So, yeah, okay. Retirement tour is not a bad thing. Kobe Bryant, he has his, you know, I think he dealt with some injuries his final year. And, but the very last game of the year, what's he do? He scores 60 points in a game winning effort. And obviously RIP Kobe, he has since passed away. It's been, that's been two years, Biggs. That's crazy. I'm curious um, how many shots he took in that game to score 60 points. Did he take 60 I, shots, you think? He, he may have. I mean, That's not important. Were, Let's not focus. Don't let facts get in the way of a good story. They, they were definitely uh, trying to get that uh, that storyline out there. That I don't know what number they had in their head. Like, oh, maybe let's get him 40. I doubt it was 60, but they were just able to get him 60. Now, but then that leads into, you know, last May, June, something like that, Coach K announces his retirement tour. And it's just – my unbiased take, Biggs, is that, is that it has been a disaster. He took 50 shots to score 60 points. 50 shots, damn. Can you imagine <laughs> 50 shots in 42 minutes? I thought you were laughing at me saying my unbiased take. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, your unbiased take. Okay, continue with your unbiased take. My unbiased take is this. Since then, all that I, in my mind, can remember or that I choose to remember or that I heard – is his grandson and best player got arrested um, for D- – one was a D- – really both DWIs. I'm not sure how the law works over there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they lose in his final re- regular season game on his senior night, by the way. I told you about this. Bald man on campus at ESPN, college basketball podcast, their title last th- Wednesday. It read, not Duke's senior night, not – Insert player here. I don't even know who their seniors are. Not insert player here. Senior night. It was Coach K's senior night. Um, so they lose that game, and it got me thinking. Like, do you think like ten years ago he's like planning out his retirement, you know, plan? Do you think that he purposely chose a year where his last regular season game was at home? Probably. Who knows? Coach K. Uh, he is, like, he's a weirdo. Because like every like. For Duke and North Carolina, they always play each other that last season of the game. And one year, it's in North Carolina, so it's you know their senior night. And the next year, it's Duke's. How awkward would it have been if it, like he chose a year where his, his last regular season game was North Carolina's season, senior night? Yeah, probably. Probably. 
<laughs> but anyways, North Carolina gets a win there, um, and it was not without a little um, controversy as Chris Carroll, one of the Duke assistants, refused to shake the hand of Hubert Davis Biggs. I am. I tell you what, John, I'm just fired up about it. Same. I have so many. I have so many thoughts about it, and just I've spent so much time thinking about what it means that uh, I don't even. I don't even know how to put all my thoughts into words. Okay, we'll leave it at that. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll let you take it away. You're on a you're on a roll. I, mean, I don't really give a shit. I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think it, I, I, I think it's petty nonsense, but it's also yes. a rivalry. Yeah, I don't know. I'm over the. I'm over the, all the Coach K. I'm just. I'm exhausted by it. Really, the best. The best part of the entire thing was just Kansas getting getting Kansas and Texas getting into overtime, so we didn't have to watch 20 minutes of of the Coach K circle jerk. Um, that that was my favorite part of the entire thing, uh, and, and and obviously and obviously them losing was was delicious. Uh, I just I don't have the emotional bandwidth anymore. I just I'm I'm all Coach K'd out, and God, I, I hope they don't win the national tournament. I hope they don't win the national championship. They've got a team that's good enough to do it, but yeah, it it came, it came up nice. You're you're right. The retirement tour it felt like the good guys won, at least for a, at least for a day. And, and yeah. we'll, we'll leave it at that. I'm not ready to fork it because if he wins the national championship on the, on the, uh, in the, in the retirement tour, I, I feel like that fork has, uh, I feel like he defeats your fork. So we'll see. Okay. I, I would say I, I would caution you saying not so fast, my friend. We'll see what happens. All right. Now, Biggs, I know pre-show you said that you, uh, you had not done your homework. Um, and that's why I went first. Are you prepared for any of the three say parts of the segment here? Uh, I'll fork Wake Forest. Wake okay. Forest. I get it. That's funny. Get that? Yeah. They. Uh, we're recording this on a Wednesday evening. Wake Forest. You're, 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 you're waking the... up and forking them. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Night, night, Wake Forest. They were on the bubble, according to a lot of folks, and they were upset by Boston College in the first round of the ACC tournament. Um, John, I think four teams are still getting in the ACC. I just want to say, where are we at on that? Because I think Duke you're still going to win that bet. But Duke, Carolina, Notre Dame are in. Yeah, I think I think it kind of rests on Miami for you. Yeah, and where are they projected at right now? I think they're projected in. I mean, they're they're pretty safely in. So I mean, I think North Carolina winning over Duke on Saturday basically secured four teams getting in. But pff, Wake Forest losing to Boston College. Yeah, and especially look. especially a team that has the ACC Player of the Year in Alondis Williams and the coach not, of the year, not, Steve not, Forbes, not making the ta- not making the dance. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So yikes. Yeah. I have nothing to add. Okay. Uh, do we want to do a trending down like fighting in the crowd or players jumping in the crowd? Do you have a take on that? I I don't have a take on that. Maybe I'll leave that to you. I know I I know I I. Have, didn't see any either one of the videos actually. I know my friend had texted me about the fighting in the crowd. I asked him how it re- how it compared to the malice in the palace. Um, yeah, it was nowhere near that okay. intense. Nowhere near that. Um, no. I'm definitely gonna have to find some videos of that. I was but... I was pretty fired up about it. Um, I was really fired up about it because it messed with my schedule. Oh, the game got delayed. That, the battle for Megacoda was coming on after. There was four and a half uh, minutes left in a 36-point game. This is a 36-point game. It's 68-32 with four and a half minutes to go in this ballgame. And we stayed sucks. at four minutes and 37 seconds left in the game for like 45 minutes. Oh, my God. Well, I, I want to watch North Dakota State, South Dakota State. I feel I mean, like. Why, why do we need this? It's a 36-point game. Get out of here, ESPN. Let's go. Can we Can we do no? Can, are we incapable of? Are we Kirk Cousins? Can we not call an audible at the line of scrimmage? Change the play. Is there? I don't know how it works. Where is there something in the contract where it can't go to the next game because of something like I don't know exposure? We, just, we have different. to finish the game. It's a like, thirty-six point game. Like exposure oh. for the teams, exposure for the conference yeah. tournament in this case, maybe because maybe I feel like the moment that there's fans fighting in the stands, like okay, you lost, you lost that privilege. Yeah, and let, let's go to the next game once we once we're able to. And when you were down thirty-six. You know, when you're down 36 in your conference championship game, maybe then we, it's like, maybe we don't want this exposure, actually. Yeah. This isn't looking no. great for us. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And you know, 
I do. Uh, I do always enjoy though. My favorite thing is when they when they show that on ESPN. Then like later the next game, you know, the, the studio analyst guys they're just like contractually obligated to be like that can't happen. <laughs> oh, can't it? <laughs> oh, you're saying that's bad. Thank they're you, like, moral, moral compass ESPN guys. Now I know that I shouldn't do that. You know, we can't let like, that yeah. happen. We have to be just outraged every time fans do something stupid and act like it's like a like a like a commentary on society. Believe me, society sucks. There's plenty of like negative commentary on society, but do we really have to have the discussion every time a fan does something stupid? Fans have been doing stupid stuff their entire lives. Yeah, and they're probably sitting there like, oh, now I have to sit down my seven year old son and tell him, hey, I know what you saw on the TV tonight, but fight don't throw beer at a player. It's Okay, fighting is not okay. Also, don't throw a beer at a player or anyone for that matter. We are in anti-throwing beers at anyone unless if you buy them one from the bar and then they're like, you know, five feet away from you and you have to like sort of toss it to them. Yeah. Then it's okay. But it has to be be open. Underhand toss. Underhand. Or not open. The beer has to be be, uh, not opened actually. Or half gone. Uh, Yeah. You don't want to spill at the top. Yeah. I mean, and that's like, that's like a crime. You can't spill beer. So really the biggest thing we are is we are anti being wasteful with beer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Can I do my trending down now? I suppose. Okay. So I'm doing this trending down from the perspective that a month or a month and a half ago, I crowned this team, my, like the best team in college basketball bigs. They were, do you know who I'm talking about? I don't. You've got my ears perked up. I, I okay. apparently this shows that I don't listen to you very well on the pod. They were twenty-two and one, uh, ten and zero in their uh, in the SEC. Okay. And since then, they are some quick math five and three. Now, all three of those losses are against at least decent teams, all on the road against Arkansas, Florida, and Tennessee. Florida being the worst loss of those three. But Auburn just hasn't looked as good as of late. Now, SEC tournament's going to kick off soon, or it has kicked off. I'm not sure if it's actually kicked off yet. I, I, I know Auburn hasn't played yet. Now, yeah, it's going to be like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday situation for a team like Auburn. Yeah. Now, Actually, that wraps up Sunday. So, yeah, they might, okay. they might kick off tomorrow. Okay. Now, they could – like they're still in line to be a one seed. Like say for example, it gets to a point where it's like them and Kentucky in the final, and they're able to knock up Kentucky. They're probably back on the one seed. But lately, just they just haven't looked as good, bigs for and for a team that I crown and you know I'm a respected journalist in the college basketball world, um, a team that I crown the best team in college basketball, and they might not be one seed come Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can see it. If they lose, if the if the way they've been playing lately is any indication of how they're going to play in the SEC tournament, it's going to be that they flame out in the in the quarterfinal or semifinal of the SEC tournament, and that takes away an opportunity. That means they're probably going to look out. They're going to be on the two line, yeah. Or yeah. or maybe I, I mean I, I have a hard time seeing them drop further than that. But I mean, let's just let's just play the hypothetical game, which is what we kind of do during this time of year. Let's say Purdue wins the Big Ten tournament. Let's say uh, Providence or Villanova goes and, and cruises through the Big East tournament. Let's say Kentucky wins the SEC. Baylor and Kansas meet in the Big 12 championship game. One of those teams is a one. Both of them might be a one. Kentucky teams would two. win. We know that much. Let's say Duke wins the ACC. All of a sudden, you're like, whoa, that's I, I just rattled off 9, 10 teams. Auburn could very well find itself on the three line, which I, I guess I don't – Maybe that's inconsequential. I mean, three versus two. I, I guess I don't really care that much. But I mean, if you look at it from like the last two seed to the best three seed, like all of a sudden you went nothing. from maybe the number one overall seed to potentially playing one of those one seeds, you know, really early. I don't know. I, you're right. It's just it's not necessarily like the season's over if you're a three seed. Plenty of three seeds go deep into the tournament, go to the final four and whatnot. But just the way they're trending is not. It, it doesn't look great. Yeah, and this is a good time. Um, you know, we've talked about Katie Johnson. You've talked about Katie Johnson, and I always yeah. just assume that you're going to have that stat ready for me the uh, the field goal attempts versus assist numbers. Um, so I'll, I'll talk a little bit while you pull that up. But you know, with him and Wendell Green both being ball dominant guards, both are you know very talented. But sometimes it like it's so, it's like sometimes they forget that Jabari Smith is their best player. Much like sometimes how you talk about Duke 
just forgets that Paulo Bencaro is even on their team. You know? Yeah, they certainly remember. Like, Paulo Bencaro, I think, forgot that there were four other guys on the team on Saturday night. He took 26 shots. Jeez. For, for 23 points. With Brady yeah. Manic guarding him. And wasn't he talking shit early in the game? Uh, probably. Baycott guarded him a lot, actually, in the second half and, and, and did pretty well, too. Um, it's always a team effort against Ben Carroll. Here we go. KD Johnson shots. He has 313 shot attempts. Okay. 45 assists. 54 turnovers. Negative assist to turnover ratio. Yeah, that's not a good um, thing, makes. Yeah. That's something you expect out of a center, not a point guard. Yeah. Uh, he is shooting over 40%. I'll say this. The uh, the guy who is sneaky, like, flying under the radar here as, as, as kind of hot garbage, Wendell Green. He's shooting 36% from the field all of a sudden and 31% from three. He has taken 39 less shots than Jabari Smith. That's basically one shot less per game. He should be taking less. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta more or less. Yeah, we gotta turn off the like the heat check thing. We need to turn that off a little bit with those two guards, and that's and that's what I mean. It's it's reached national levels. Like everybody, basically everybody that's afraid of how Auburn's looking, people are now acknowledging it. I was, I, I, I will say, I was ahead on this. I had always been afraid of KD Johnson. He, he's just a little too much, but I, I'm hearing it now from from like all the big knockers. And when, when some of the big knockers who seem to be just completely averse and afraid to say anything negative about any player are noticing it, that's when you know it's it's really, really noticeable. Mm-hmm. So yep. that, that scares me. Their two guards do a little too much. And I do think there is some there is something to be said about their two best players for Auburn are, are bigs, but they're not necessarily guys that that are great at like like going and getting get you know, a bucket, that old cliche, right? At the end of the yeah. shot clock, they don't have guys who can who can go break somebody down and create something. Jabari Smith and Walker Kessler are guys who score in kind of the flow of the offense. They get stuff created for them, and that's how they do their damage. Auburn might be having to be in position where they have to get those guys going, and if and if those guys aren't, I mean, they're the ultimate heat check guards. Bruce Pearl always has kind of heat check guards who who play super hard and just kind of play fearless, and it's it makes it really entertaining. But boy, if your if your title hopes rest on a guy who a year ago was playing at Eastern Kentucky and another guy a year ago who was playing at Georgia, you don't probably feel super great about that if you think about it really in depth. Yep. All right, what do you got? Trending down. Oh, did I have a trending down? Because I, I want to do a simultaneously trending up and down. Oh. And that is uh, the Wisconsin Badgers because the Wisconsin Badgers. Lost to Nebraska on Sunday. Yeah, what's the status on Johnny? I heard. He I have no him. idea. Actually, I, I really don't know. That's a that's a great question. That so would be trending one that down to is, figure out. Trending down is the communication skills of their athletic departments. The trending down is that they lost to Nebraska. The trending up for Wisconsin is that because they lost to Nebraska, the Minnesota Golden Gophers then finish last in the Big Ten. <laughs> so Nebraska, you were right. Nebraska getting a fourth win, and one of those four wins was over the Minnesota Golden Gophers, means the Minnesota Golden Gophers finished four and sixteen in the Big Ten. Wait, you predicted good for last. You also, you also predicted that you didn't think that they would win a conference game, so you're wrong. I think, I think if we had to go back and check the tapes, I would be willing to bet. I said like I would set the over under at one and a half, and I would take under. But I think it would be fair to guess that they win maybe one. Okay, okay. so they did. You're right. They quadrupled my expectations. Season was a success. Very much so. So outlook, yeah, for Minnesota, no. outlook for Minnesota going forward. Um, national championship in the next five years? Well, they're going to need an entirely new team because, remember, the team that they built was entirely through the transfer portal on fifth-year seniors. So out of the out of their entire rotation, they bring back like two guys, and that's all the gopher talk I'm willing to do. Okay, perfect. So anything to add to your training down? And I, did a, I did a simultaneous up and down in Wisconsin. And I don't really have a big takeaway. I guess maybe the trending up is like Nebraska, the best 4-16, and 10-21 and 21 team in the country. Nobody wants to play them right now. They're cruising. Yeah. Put, I, I dare you, Selection Sunday Committee, put them in. Yeah. Or don't, no, don't. I, I don't know if I'm going for a Please the love of God, don't do it. <laughs> oh, shit. Is it my turn? I suppose. I, I'm always waiting for my turn for the mic. Um... You know, Biggs, last year, and by the way, this is my turning up. Last tournament, we fell in love with a college basketball tournament team. Um, 
partially because we can rhyme with him. I, I'm, always, I'm, I'm, I'm a big rhymer, Biggs. I think you know this. If you, I, I like to rhyme and I like alliteration. If I can get the same, you like to rhyme and have a good time. Sure. Yes. Now, suited is there with the with the rhyme and have have a good time thing? Yeah. Sure. Okay. And I actually need to pull up the conference chart bracket. Give me a second here. But okay, hang on. I don't want to say the name of the conference because that's just going to give it away. Oh. Here it is. Wait, why am I oh, I know who you're talking. I'm talking about the Mean Green, Biggs. That's right, the Mean Green. Conference US, USA, Mean Green. I don't believe their tournament has actually started yet, but it's they are 23-5 and five overall. They're 16-2 and two in the Conference USA. Doing work. And I'm just going to say it. I'm probably going to jinx them. They're going to be in the big dance. I looked at Bracketology. They're probably like a 12 seed, according to Joy Brackets. And I... It's going to be tough to not put them through to, like, the Elite Eight, at least. The North Texas Mean Green. Yeah, I'm a little nervous because I, I do think the, the CUSA is actually a pretty good league. I mean, UAB is legit. Louisiana Tech's got your your boy, Kenny Lofton. Um, you know, on the, on the North side, you've got – or on the East side, you've got Middle Tennessee, which is, uh, which is a pretty legit outfit. So I do think there are some serious minds for them to, to have to overcome – and they just lost to UTEP in their final game of the of the regular season, so we'll see. I would lo- oh man, would I love to see the Mean Green get in though? Boy, would that be awesome? Here's okay. I don't know if I misheard this on another podcast the other day, but I swear I heard someone say that even if they didn't win their conference tournament, that they could possibly get in as an at large. There's like some at large potential with them. Yes, I did hear that. I'm going to be a cynic and just not believe it for a second because I think the committee just hates some of these small schools. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if, I mean, if that's the case, that'd be amazing. Yeah. That would, that would mean that they're looking at like a, they're a potential like 11, 11, 12 seed then if they're yeah, in the they, at large. They are, a, they are a 12 in joy brackets and that's the only one I trust. Okay. They're going to be an awfully sexy 12, five upset. Everyone in the country yes. will pick that one. Yes. Now, did you have an additional trending up in addition to your uh, combo trending up and down, or are, can we move on? Maybe maybe just the last trending up that I've got is just uh, our livelihoods. College basketball fans. Yeah. Okay. You know, college basketball fans are the ultimate winners. We are trending up because it is March, and we've already gotten off to just an, an incredible start with some of these small school tournament like championships going down to the wire. Uh, a couple of games ending on like buzzer beaters, high intensity ends of finish, like a finishing of games. Uh, there, there has been an awful lot of juice, and we're only a couple days in. Uh, it has been, it has been awesome, and the viewer is, is, is winning. We are trending up. An additional trending down, though, and this is the cynic in me. Uh, month from us now. It'll be over. It'll be over. <laughs> <laughs> that's the hot and cold of this podcast, folks. Yeah. Well, that's that was very sobering. Yeah. <laughs> Oof, All right. Should we uh, move on here? We I do have about eleven automatic bids that have already uh, punched a ticket to the big dance. I had it. Oh my god! Did I lose that tab? I think I lost that tab. Hang on. Give me a second. Well, let's see what we can go do. We can do. All right. We got Murray State. They won the first one. Yep, we have Murray State. Uh, okay, I do have Melissa out here too, though. But I, I, I swear I had a, a web web page up on my monitor. Here it is. Um, I'll just go through them here quick. OVC, Murray State, Big South, the Longwood Lancers. I believe that's yeah, your squad. They're uh, they're the first ones. Uh, are first time. Right, really here, so finishing. <laughs> really finishing strong. <laughs> but, uh, they're office. able to erect a banner. Or, or, Biggs, we are getting off you, of this. You erect banners. You erect a statue. <laughs> they have erected a tournament birth. Real talk. It was in, insane. One one time, one day in class, uh, on on one of our on one of our vocabulary quizzes, we have the word at something, and then one of like the it's a multiple choice deal, and one of the options for I don't remember the, what the word was, but one of the op, like it's a synonym, and one of the options was erect. 
And this and this girl, she's a junior in high school. She asked me to come over. She's like, "Hey, can you can you help me with this? What does erect mean?" <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, it means like standing up. And she and she's like, she's like, so are you erect right now? And I'm just like, oh my god. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, she hopefully, did. Hopefully it. one day no, I'm she did it. not to chuckle at that, but. Uh, Wait, girl, you a couple of, couple of dudes sitting like right in front of her who just started like who just started <laughs> losing it and i was like oh no oh no i'm like yes i suppose technically i am i am i am no, standing I, erect please tell me you didn't okay at, at yeah. least you worded it that way yeah i'm like i am not erect right now no i am flaccid oh, so that was uh that was interesting yeah so oh, anyway the Let's... longwood lancers your squad Yes, let's uh, let's standing get off. tall. Let's get off. Of Great deep. <laughs> Missouri Valley, Loyola, Chicago, Sun Belt, Georgia State, Southern Chattanooga. Who fireworks at the end of that game, Biggs? Yeah, Chattanooga's legit too. That's gonna be a that's gonna be a team that is going to give somebody a good time because they've got they've got some high major talent. Silvio D'Souza, remember him, big Kansas oh, guy, Kansas guy, really? Yep, okay. big kid out of Kansas. He had a double double in that he's game. He's the he's one who is holding. He's the one that's holding up the chair about to I toss it. I knew you'd remember that. Yep. During that I, knew, <laughs> I knew you'd remember that. You get fired up over that. Oh, I loved it. Um, a son, the Jacksonville State Horizon, Wright State, CAA. That's the Colonial. That's the Colonial. Yeah. Um, Delaware. NEC Bryant, who that's a, that's a game you're talking about. Had, yeah, Bryant's uh, got Bryant's got a kid named Peter Kiss. He is a he averages like 25 a game. Yeah. So there's something. Uh, is he like is he Max A. Smith's potential? Um, it what, what position does he play? He's like he's like a swingman. He's like six five six six. I bet he's like long and lanky. I okay. feel like Max A. Smith is like one of those little water bug guards who can like knock down crazy shots. I guess I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. I just don't think there's a lot of Max Acemuses out there. Uh, Max Acemus couldn't even be Max Acemus this year. Okay. Leading you into your next uh, championship. Um, Summits, South Dakota State, and then the West Coast Conference, um, making the tournament by the skin of their teeth for like, I, I, like it's been quite a remarkable run for them, just barely making these tournaments. They can Bid take the Bulldogs. Yes. Yep. Um, now. I'm going to eliminate Gonzaga and I'm going to eliminate Murray State here. Who are you most excited for? Who am I most excited for? Gosh. I'm going to take out anybody from the horizon. Wright State. That was another good game. That was a great finish last night between Wright State and Northern Kentucky. Uh, Wright State, the old South Dakota State coach, Scott Nagy, is uh, is uh, their coach. So that's a good squad. But I will take them out. I don't think they're going to win. Bryant, I'm going to take out. I think they're going to get smoked by somebody. I'm going to say Loyola Chicago just because I love the the style of play. I don't know what the, I don't know where they rank in defensive efficiency. Now they can they can again get kind of stuck in the mud sometimes offensively, but I do think that they're going to be like a I'm wondering if they're starting to get like some of the I'm curious to see if their seating will be any better than it was last year. They're not as good as they were last year, right? They're 24th at Ken Palm, they're 47th in offensive efficiency, 21st in defensive efficiency. 306th in tempo. I'm curious if they get any extra love. Like eventually, you know, all these all these March runs that these teams kind of go on. Like it took Gonzaga a long time to start getting better seeds. I'm curious if Loyola Chicago gets a little better seeding, or because if they're a double digit seed, um, I'm probably going to pick them to win their first game. Like I, I, either way, I'm probably going to pick them to win just because I think the formula is there. They've got enough experience. Uh, I, I'm intrigued to watch them and, and just see how that goes because. I don't know. I, I'm intrigued. By the amount of success they've had over the last couple of years, it's hard to it's hard not to be intrigued by that. Yeah, and I think I talked about Houston about a month back, talking about how like like they sort of plug and play not guys into certain positions, but they plug and play guys into certain points per game numbers. Yeah, um, and Just I'm looking at their stat. I'm looking at their stats right now. Lucas Williamson, 14 points per game. Ray Norris, 10.3, which. Seems eerily familiar to last year. Like that's sort of how it was last year. With uh, I'm blanking on his name right now. I can't. Who was their big guy last year? Crutwig. Crutwig. Cameron Crutwig. He averaged about 14 points per game, and then the next high was like nine or ten. So it's very similar to that. Now, I have not watched this year. Do, does everyone just orbit around Lucas Williamson like they did with Crutwig last year? No, I mean Lucas Williamson's more of a swingman. I mean he's like a two-three type. He's he's like a lockdown defender. Um. He's he's like an absolute baller defensively. He was actually a freshman on the team that went to the Final Four. He's a fifth year senior, uh, so he's legit. 
Norris is kind of a point guard. They don't have a they don't have a big guy who is nearly as good as Crutwig. They play a lot smaller now, but I mean they got great depth. I mean they got what one two three four five six seven eight guys that average at least five points a game. Uh, they just and, and it's not offense, right? The last year wasn't like a like a great offensive team. They're efficient offensively, but they're not like a. They just don't wow you if you just watch like you don't watch and just check the box score. Like it's not going to be like whoa that stands out. They just kind of execute and they play just tough as hell on defense and they just kind of out like they just kind of out dog teams. So I, I really do like the way that they play. And uh, I mean, the percentages, they've got a bunch of guys that can shoot. I mean, they shoot 38% from the three point line, Williamson, Norris, Schweiger, um, Tate Hall are all like 40% three point guys. So they've got enough, like, I think juice to like knock down shots and with the way they defend, they're, they're going to be in any game they play. Yeah. All right. Plus, they're called the Ramblers. That's just cool. I don't That's know. A great I, name. I dig it. Like, it's underrated. And like, this is going to be my favorite part. Is I know we talked about some of the names in our last episode, but just why is some of these, why some is their mascot people. like a wolf though? Is a rambler a wolf? I wouldn't have ever thought that. A rambler is a house style. That's what I always thought. It's also yeah. a Russian search engine, one of a the biggest Russian. Russian web portals. Well, we're not talking about that country. Yeah, we better stay away we're, from that right now. Yeah, we're 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 uh, we're contractually of... obligated to say, yeah, we we don't approve of what Russia is doing. So, yes. just in case anyone was curious, yes, we are anti being mean. So, yep, we don't we don't like uh, invasion, you know, yes. starting wars and stuff. Yes, but now, we live in America, so there's that. Team, anyway, team, I'm ready for Biggs, and I you probably know who I'm going to pick here. I've talked about them before. It's a, a com- it's a conference in my backyard. Um. It's a South Dakota State Jackrabbits who finally get the rabbit off their back. Is that a saying? Yes, they got that, it off their backs. The, the Jackrabbit is they off they their back. the Bisons. They, they jacked it off. Um, and they. I see what you did there. Hopefully they play <laughs> Longwood. Oh, my gosh, yes. Jackrabbits uh, and Longwood. A lot of sex references. Not not a chance, though. What, would that be an 8-9 matchup, maybe? That would Never. be – no, that would be like a 12 and a 13 both getting upsets in the first round and then playing in the second round. Oh, that's true. I can actually now, see that now that I now that I say that. Wow, wouldn't that be something? That would be something. It'd be wild. Now they are what are they, thirty and four? I want to say thirty and four. Yes, I want to say eighteen zero or twenty or no in the in the summer conference for the regular season, undefeated. That's what I know for sure. Just piling up wins, piling up wins, and they have two guys. Uh, Douglas Wilson is their leading scorer at sixteen and a half points per game, but Baylor Shireman's a guard who I've talked about before. Who he can just score. In many different ways, he can hit it from the outside. He can post you up and do a little fadeaway. He's a lefty for one, so don't like you might get fooled a little bit there. And he's got that Kirk Kreese swagger with the uh, the headband over the, uh, the the moppy hair, you know. So does he really have swag? Because I didn't really notice any swag last night. I, I mean, I see the headband. Does that do we just equate swag to like guys having headbands? Headband equals swag. And, okay, you know, all right. This I, is a thing that I guess I'm all, I've always been curious about, and I've been noticing it a lot. And he got that as a headband. We just assume they have swag. Yeah. Okay, now, all right. Good to know. Their third leading scorer is out, Noah Fredell. I see he's only played 17 games this year. Um, no, he's just he's just a head case. They don't want to play him. Is that actually the case? Yeah. Oh, really? He's a, is, he's a fucking nut. As a South Dakotan. Um, he's from T. As a native South Dakotan, can you do you know any details on this? Outside, he's crazy. Anything? He's just he's Actually a he's crazy. he's he's crazy. He's been a he's been a problem. They they he's been back. He, he he's on the team. He just they don't play him. Oh. They play him in like blowouts. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna have to research this when we're done. There's not there's not you're gonna find anything about it. No, I'll find something. I'll get on the Reddit boards. I'll get on the you know how there's uh for the bison there's like the bison. I don't even know what it's called. Sure. Um. There's gotta be one for the Jackrabbits. Probably, um, yeah. Anyways, no, he's just then, he's just a, he drives the coaches crazy. I saw last night Luke Apple, who's like their post player. Looks like he suffered some sort of wrist injury. Is that what I saw? That could be significant. That's a kid yeah. that, that gives them some juice. He went for like forty, like two weeks ago off the bench. Yeah, and he only averages he only averages seventeen minutes per seventeen minutes per game, but nine points per game. So. If he's not able to go, that could be a significant loss. However, he does have, you know, they, they you know, they played uh, last night, which was Tuesday, we're recording Wednesday. So he will have at least, you know, a ten nine, days. nine, ten days. So, you know, definitely a lot of time to recover for him. 
Um, a couple other teams, you know, just scrolling through. I see um, leading scorer for the Delaware Blue Hens, Jameer Nelson Jr. At 13 points per game. Is that – it's got to be the one I'm thinking of, right? Uh, it's probably the junior of someone named Jameer Nelson. Jesus Christ. The uh, St. Joe's. Probably the guy who played in the NBA, yeah. And St. Joseph's. <laughs> that makes me feel real old. Do you remember that team? They they were like number one tournament. Were they time. undefeated for like a really long time? They I don't know if they they might have had one loss going into the tournament, but I think they lost like the one eight game if I remember correctly. I was gonna say how far did, did they they got a one seed that year? Yes, I know that much. Okay, but with him, Jameer Nelson, there's a something Carroll. There's a Carroll on that team. I can't remember his first name. Um, very good team, fun, fun mm-hmm. team to watch. Um, they had another good guard too. They had another guard who played in the league. I don't remember who it was, but yeah, yeah, they had a squad. Um, any other teams? And we can talk about you know Murray State, um, Gonzaga if we want to, but I feel like we've talked enough about them. Just yeah, Chattanooga. I, I think Chattanooga's got a chance, man. Coming okay. out of the uh, the the mocks, the they're coming out of the Southern. Um, I, I like Malachi Smith is like a twenty points, seven rebounds, three assists, just a stud like a ball guard. David Jean Baptiste. So they got two good like backcourt guys who are like big physical strong guards uh and then D'Souza is like a, a load in the paint so i mean like that's the that's kind of some of the times like the the formula you look for is do like where, where a lot of these teams fall short it's kind of like in football where like how do teams like teams just can't hang with with like the teams in the sec at the line of scrimmage right the, the difference between like the big offensive linemen and the defensive linemen from like the haves and the have-nots is just it's it's stark not always the skill guys. It's it's the line play. It's kind of that same way in basketball. I feel like the bigs, like if you just don't have a big guy who can like hang athletically or like physically with some of the with some of those big school squads, you're in, you're in trouble. Um, and, and Sylvia D'Souza can do it. I mean, he's a he's a talented kid. The the question was never about if this kid is good enough or talented enough to play. He couldn't play because he just had a ton of off the court kind of problems with Kansas too. But you know he he's a he's a solid contributor for them, and it was a double double guy. Uh, you know, in the in the in the in the Southern tournament, so he he's really good, and I could see them being a team that's like a twelve or thirteen that that gives somebody a really hard time. Okay. Then I'll just talk on uh, talk on Murray State for a bit. Like I said, thirty and two, another team that was un, undefeated in their conference. Um, both win against teams, uh, you know, conference games like Belmont, you know, your Moorhead State, who you know they made a, made a little noise last year during the tournament. Um, Hung tight um, on the road against Auburn earlier in the year. Um, beat Memphis early on in the year, but that, that was really before Memphis was, you know, trending up like they have been recently. Mm-hmm. Um, but just another team, you know, they're not – they don't really have, like, that star player like a John Morant. I mean, they do have some good players, but not, like, to the level of John Morant. But they're led by K.J. Williams, Tevin Brown, and I want to say they're ranked right around number 20 right now. So probably, like, I don't know. Five, six, seven seed. So a team that you know you could see a second weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Tevin Brown's a really, really good player. I mean, he was he's been a good player for them. Basically, he was like John Morant's running mate a few years ago. I mean, he's been he's been a productive guy for them for a long time. And and the and the Williams kid was like the player of the year in the league. I mean, he's a big physical kind of swing forward. I, I mean, I, they definitely have like the juice and the athleticism to to hang with anybody. There's there's no doubt in my mind they'll they'll hang with someone. <clears throat> All right. Any uh, any other any of these other teams you want to talk about? Not really. I, I think. I mean, you're right. Gonzaga. I mean, uh, they're going to be a one seed. They're probably going to be the number one overall seed. Yep. You know, we'll see. Can they can they actually do it? I, I guess that'll be something we discuss probably as we go along here over the next couple weeks. But you know, the rest of them, we'll see. Hopefully, somebody. This is where one of these Cinderella teams, someone from this batch of teams, probably is going to to pull off an upset or two and, and make a run. Yeah. Now let's get into you know some of these uh, tournaments that either haven't tipped off entirely or just are you know ongoing right now. Um, now outside of you know the big uh, you know, power six or power five, whatever one you choose to go with, outside of those ones, which ones are you sort of locked in on? I would say the one that I'm really intrigued by, and I believe it starts tomorrow, is uh, is the MAC. When I say tomorrow, I say Thursday. Whoa, 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 whoa. Thursday. Mac with one A or twos, two A's. 
the regular old Mac, just the Mid American Conference. Mid American, is that with two A's? Yeah, that's no. with our guy Jonathan. Or no, that's Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference. Is two A's. That's I. That's Iona. Okay. That okay, I'm sense. talking the Mid American. <laughs> oh, we're just because I think there are five teams legitimately good enough to win this conference tournament. You've got Toledo, Kent State, Ohio, Akron, and Buffalo with our guy Jonathan. Maybe they can make a run. Um, there are going to be some like really good games. Buffalo will play. Buffalo will probably play Akron in like the oh, quarter, like a quarterfinal game. Yeah, and just think of that five-four matchup. Then they have to have that, you know. And Akron then they're going to play Toledo. Toledo. Yeah. So Murderers Row, right there, big. Yeah, like that's that's very that's like extremely watchable for me because I, I I like all those teams. I think they've all got a chance. And I, I, are are any of them good enough probably to to win multiple games of the tournament? I I don't know, but I do think they're all good enough to like give somebody. A really good first round game. Absolutely, I really do. I think all those teams are good enough. And, and Ohio is a team that I'm intrigued by. Although they're they're really heading the wrong direction. They've lost three games in a row. Um, it's probably. I mean, Toledo's the favorite. They went 17 and three in the league, but Kent State went 16 and four. Ohio and Akron both went 14 and six. So I mean, like, there's a clear demarcation after Buffalo, which went 13 and six. Like nobody else is above 500. So these teams are racking up wins against some of these other teams. I, I think it's going to be a really compelling kind of small school tournament, which I know we're, we're going to focus a ton on all the big school ones going on on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But I think that one's going to be really good. And it's, I think it's on CBS Sports Network, maybe. So I think it's got a chance to be really entertaining. Okay. And, you know, my – I'm going to go with the Mountain West here, Biggs. And there's four teams. We talked about these four teams before. But the first three, Boise State, Colorado State, and San Diego State, all – they're all in that, like, seven to eight, nine range um, – according to Joey Brackett right now. So all three of those will, are sort of will trying to you know bolster the resume a little bit, trying to maybe get a seed line or two higher. And then Wyoming, who I know you've talked about quite a bit, and they're firmly on the bubble right now. And it's going to be interesting to see because, you know, they're if everything goes according to Chalk, they'll have a semifinal matchup against Boise State, it's going to be interesting to see if like if they need that game just to get in the tournament. Yeah, that will be interesting. And I know they, they had been sitting in a pretty good spot before they kind of started struggling a little bit down the stretch. And let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They went three and four in their final seven games. Um, so so they're not – yeah, I think, I think they do need to probably establish some good juice here and win a couple of these games. I, I do tend to think they're going to get in. I think they're probably safe. They might be in one of those. I wouldn't be surprised if they're in like a last four in situation, but I think it'd be a fun team, a really fun team to watch in the first round because they're so different. Hunter Maldonado is like, he's like a six, seven, he's like a six, seven point guard who like they'll drop into the post and like, he'll just go to work on the block. Like teams are just not going to, teams are not going to be used to that. Right. And uh, Graham EK is like another kid who he's like six, eight, six, nine, two fifty, big and strong. He averages 20 and 10. Like they're just gonna, it's just gonna be like bring your fucking lunch pail when you play Wyoming because like they're just gonna beat you up in the paint. Give me more of that. Give me less teams that just want to play five guards and shoot threes. Give me someone who's gonna like bring some beef into the situation and fuck some people up. All right. Now uh, let's get into some like the Power Six conferences, and I think the best way we can do this is just sort of talk about which teams we think are firmly in, which teams are sort of you know probably have a little to prove. Um, and which team are just sort of trying to you know get a better seed? Now, which one do you want to start off with? Let's start with uh, the ACC because it starts with an A. Okay, alphabetical order. I like that. Yep. Now, you know Duke, um, Duke, Carolina are, are probably the two that are most firmly in, um, depending on who you ask. But Duke, you know, they're probably like a three right now. They could bolster it in up to a, a two. Um, highly doubtful at number one though. Um, North Carolina, it depends on where you look. Um, they're, according to Lenardi, they're an eight, but according to Jerry Palm, they're an 11, which I, I don't understand how two people who do the same thing can be that far apart. Cause that's I think like, I'd rather have them be an 11 to be completely honest with you. Yeah. That's not a bad, bad, uh, bad point there. Um, but you know, they'll be, uh, trying to bolster theirs, maybe get a better seed there. And then the up the next three are Notre Dame, Miami, and Wake Forest. Notre Dame is probably the most actually. I think or is Miami more of a certainty in the Notre Dame? 
I was going to say I think Notre Dame's safer than Carolina. You think so? I, I thought, uh, to my knowledge, but I guess I am not a bracketologist. Okay, yeah. Oh, well, I guess I didn't even look on to see where they are. Because um, I know, according to Lenardi, North Carolina is an 8. Notre Dame is a 10. Okay, so that's not that safe, I guess. Yeah. Um, where do you have Miami, a 10? Miami, I think they might be like sort of on the bubble. They're in, or no, Wake Forest is a team. So Wake Forest is currently a last four bye. Miami's yeah, I, th- I think we'll, we'll be interesting now with them losing to Boston College like that. If they care at all about these conference tournaments results, mm-hmm. that one, I don't know how you put Wake Forest in. Yeah, especially because they're sort of trending down even just the last few weeks of the season too. Yeah. Um, and then some teams that are you know fighting for a little bit of life here would probably be just Virginia and Virginia Tech. Um, those two teams, they'd have to go on quite a run to get in, I think. I think I think both those teams got to win the conference tournament. To be you honest, think so? with you. yeah, okay. I think they got to be yeah. bid thieves. Okay, and I, and I, I mean it makes sense. Like twelve and eight, um, Virginia th- eleven and nine, Virginia Tech, and a not very good ACC typically doesn't get you in. Um, which is weird because typically in the past years, if you're if you if you're just five hundred in this conference, you're typically in. Yeah, well, I mean it's just it's just wild to think like some of these teams. I mean, I mean you think like. Not even, not even talking like North Carolina. I mean, I, I think it's safe to say they're kind of down, but I mean, God, they go twenty three and eight. But like, Virginia is as bad as they've been in in a while. Mm-hmm. Florida State, my God, they lost by like forty to Syracuse. They're they're as bad as they've been in what five to ten years, probably. Louisville just being an absolute train wreck. That's usually a program that is consistently ranked. Uh, and even NC State is a team that's like usually at least decent, right? They're usually like in like the bubble adjacent neighborhood. Yep. They were 11 and 21 and finished last in the conference. Like, it's just crazy to think like all these teams being as bad as they've been in a long time, all at the same time. Yeah. And it's also interesting if Virginia doesn't make the dance, which it doesn't look like it will, they'll become the first team who has ever won a title after the year, the year after losing to a 16 seed as a one seed, and then didn't make a tournament in a subsequent year. Um, in a year that wasn't ended due to a global pandemic. Think about the five-year stretch of that. You're a one seed and you lose to a 16. Year two, you complete the the comeback arc and you're a one that almost loses to a 16 and then almost loses to an eight and then almost loses to a 12 and then almost loses to another uh, a three and then almost loses again and then wins the national championship. The next year, global pandemic, the next year you lose to a 12 because you're a five seed, and then you miss the tournament. Think about that five. I actually, well, no, you was, going they were a four seed. They were a four seed who lost to a 13. They were a four and lost to a 13 yes, from the yes. Mac. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Jason Preston. That's only four tournaments, isn't it? No, it's not. It's five. Yeah. yeah it's five. Man. Yes. Yes. Can you yes. think of a team that's been through more? No, I can't. I can't either. Except for maybe the stress of the Duke players this year, having to take a backseat to Coach K's oh, retirement. Yeah, so. must have been tough. Weep. Yeah, exactly. Poor Dukies. <laughs> Start to transfer out. Leave Duke as fast as you can. All right, what's uh, what's the next one here? Uh, according to – see, here's the thing that I'm confused by. Okay. Um, according to like the – like on ESPN, I'm, I'm going through kind of the uh, – what am I trying to say? Like the standings. And the ACC pops up first, right? Because it's in alphabetical order. But then it goes to Big Twelve. I'm yep. wondering, do we spell out ten, but we put twelve, like I, one I and was, two? I knew that's because where you're going with this too. On, on an alphabetical level, I think ten goes before twelve. It does because it's T E versus T W. Oh, that's true too. But it, but even one zero is ahead of one two. Oh, that's right. True. Alphabetically, ten well, goes before twelve. But this is going first because numerical always goes before the alphabet. So are we? So does Big Ten have a T? And Big Twelve just goes one. Yes, so that's why I, I don't Big like 12, that inconsistency. I'll be honest, I really don't like that inconsistency. I want, I want the numbers. Anything greater than ten has to be a number. Anything under ten, you spell out. That's why twelve is ahead of the Big East on this list. Even that makes sense to me. Yep, yes. you, you yes. have to spell out numbers greater than ten, yes. ten or greater, double digit numbers. Let's go Big Ten. You want to go Big Ten first? I'm okay. rebelling against the man right now. I, 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 I reject the notion that twelve is before ten. Well, if we're going in that alphabetical order, then we should go with Big East. You want to go alphabet before numbers? Well, what's your gripe here? Because if you want to go all alphabet, then Big East comes before Big Ten. All right, fair enough. 
Okay. So tell me about the Big East. What, what, what are you looking for in this tournament? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I think Pro, I mean Providence, Nova, UConn are the three ranked teams. Creighton, I think, is is pretty safely in. I honestly, the the big one for me is is Xavier going to actually get into the tournament? Because I feel like we spend a lot of time all year just kind of assuming they're in. John, they're eight and eleven in the league. They're eighteen and thirteen. That's not a good record. They are last four in at the moment, and. It's weird. I'm looking at their uh, standings here. They have three teams that who are ranked listed, but Joey Brackets has seven Big East teams in the tournament. He's got Providence, Villanova, UConn. Uh, he must have Creighton, Marquette, and then Seton Hall Xavier, and Xavier, and either Seton Hall or St. John's. I think it's Seton Hall then. Yeah, it's got to be Seton Hall. But no, an eight and eleven Big East team. In does that seem odd to you? You just look at the raw numbers. They're 18 and 13. That's not a good record. When we were doing our conference previews, like there's no way we were like, oh, there could be seven teams in. We're probably saying like four or five. Uh, Yeah, maybe. I think we were, we were definitely lower on Creighton. Yeah. um, Higher on St. John's. Yeah. I would have said Nova. I would have said UConn. I would, I wouldn't have said Marquette. I guess I would have said Nova, UConn, Seton Hall, Xavier, and then you've got like a bubble situation, maybe with like St. John's. You're right. You're probably right. Yeah, four or five, somewhere in that four and a half range, probably to the over under. Yeah, and it's a great league. And I see. So like, as far as like on the bubble, Creighton is according to Lenardi one of the last four buys. Xavier is one of the last four in. So there's a couple teams who are you know have to do a little work to bolster their resume. Um. So no, it's going to be an interesting tournament, and especially to, just because you know. Some and like the rest of those five teams are just gonna be battling to increase their seed. Yeah, I'm I'm intrigued by this one. I just I think again we talked about this in the preseason and I feel like it's held up. The league is just so so even and so balanced. Mm-hmm. I mean Providence, the team that won it, is like the most fraudulent number one ever, right? All we all, all we've talked about all year is how they're just so lucky and that they're actually not that good. Well, they're not they're not that much. I don't think I I don't think they're fraudulent, but I just don't think they're that much better than everybody else. So you've got that. UConn's okay. Creighton's okay. Marquette's okay. Seton Hall's okay. All these teams, I think, can. I, I really wouldn't be surprised if, like, almost any of them make a run. I mean, I, I Georgetown, DePaul, Butler, notwithstanding, those teams are not doing it. But mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if the Hall makes a run. They've won five in a row. They're they're trending up. They're looking good. They're healthy. They've got their squad. Uh, the bracket kind of sits nicely for them. I wouldn't be surprised if UConn. Basically, that's I think that's going to be ooh, that could be the three six game if those two teams play each other. UConn, Seton I can see the winner win in the league tournament. Wow, UConn or the Hall, give it to me. I, I'm intrigued by UConn Villanova possible semifinal matchup there, yeah. or, or Seton Hall Nova. Ooh, yeah. sign All me this. up. Yeah, so should be an exciting tournament. Now, okay, now we're at this impasse again. Are we going Big Ten or are we going Big Twelve? We're going Big Ten. Yeah, we're going Big Ten. Yeah, yeah because numerically, Big ten comes before twelve. Also, with like the whole thing with the one instead of the I in Big, you know, it's B one G. So that numerical one Ooh. puts them ahead. Also, yep, hundred percent. So, yes. Um, how good is, has Iowa been lately? I know they just lost to Illinois, but they've been trending up lately. Yeah, they've been good. They've been yeah. good. They finished shockingly. They finished fifth in the conference. Yeah. More and shockingly is that Rutgers finished fourth. Wow. And according I to look at the standings for this one in a while. Lenardi has eight teams, but in this conference in the tournament right now, which is the most of any conference. And you know, there's some some on the bubble here, Biggs. You know, you got your Michigan. You have your Indiana. They've got they've got a little battling to do. And then, so Michigan, they must be the eighth team. Um, and then there's just a mishmash of, you know, you have your Illinois, Wisconsin, Purdue. Um, it's going to be interesting to see with Wisconsin, um, Johnny Davis' status. Is Rutgers firmly in now? I think that I think they are. I think they're probably safe. You know what's fascinating is that Michigan-Indiana game, which will, oh. which will tip off, I believe, Thursday. That's the 8-9 matchup of the Big Ten Conference. I, I, I truly think that is a loser is out. Yeah, it could be. And actually, so I missed uh, when I was looking at the bubble. Rutgers also in the bubble. They are also last four in, so they'd be last four. Eight. They'd be playing yeah. one of those first four games. They're almost. They they got to be almost. They almost got to be bugged. It's like you'd like to have an opportunity, probably if you're Rutgers, to like win another conference game. They're the four seed, which means they have the double bye. 
which means their first game won't come until Friday. Yeah. Now the advantage to that, I guess, is that if you play a team that played the day before, you know, you catch them hopefully on a little uh, on some tired legs. But you got to wonder if they'd rather have that extra game. Yeah, just a well, and also just to pick up a nice win. Yeah. But. Yeah, that, that's going to be interesting, and and again, I don't I don't know who the favorite is. I mean, I guess we keep not quitting Purdue just because you know they're so fun and explosive, but I don't know. I, I, I again, it's one of those leagues where I guess I wouldn't be surprised if Purdue won the thing. I wouldn't be surprised if Illinois won the thing. Uh, ever count out Izzo, you know, just because Michigan State, but they're not. They're just not that talented. Ohio State's a team that I feel like is trending in a weird way. I feel like they haven't been that good lately. You know they they win a game and then they kind of lose some stupid games. They've lost a couple of really dumb games in their last in their last couple of weeks. I don't really know if I feel great about any Big Ten teams right now. No, and it's you know I'm a very simple mind here. I'm looking at the standings here. It's not often you see the top team Illinois and then the next two teams are actually ranked ahead of them in the top twenty five. Yeah, that is that is probably simplifying thing. I mean, just look at like if you look, you, you go to the next like couple columns over, and just look at like the streaks. Illinois got a three game win streak. Wisconsin loses one. Purdue wins one. Rutgers wins two. Iowa loses one. Ohio State. Nobody's got a win streak better than three. I mean, or win streak. I was gonna say there is a four game streak in there. Um, that is that is that is Minnesota. Oh uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> Like everybody's just so even again. It's just like, man, what a dis- what a graveyard, you know? Yeah. Indiana, another team we felt good about, and now uh, they suck. So talk about disappointment. Yeah, but definitely another uh, good term to watch. Usually, usually delivers some good games for us to watch here. Absolutely, uh-huh. absolutely. Those Friday Saturday games are going to be awesome. This the quarter. That's the nice thing about like a big league like this is even the quarterfinal games on Friday are like super watchable. Yeah. Now let's now can we go to the Big Twelve? We may. Okay, so uh, we've got Baylor, Kansas, both vying for you know number one seed. Um, doubtful both of them get it. It's probably from what I've heard, it's Gonzaga and Arizona are probably for sure. And then you have uh, from here you have Baylor and Kansas fighting for one, and in the SEC you probably have Kentucky and Auburn fighting for the other. Uh, so it's probably four of those six. Now could could you see like could you see a situation where like. You know, there's just a bunch of, you know, anarchy, um, you know, John Rothstein's favorite word, and like a Purdue sneaks in there or something like that. I mean, you could see that. But it's probably most I mean, I could I could see both those Big 12 teams getting one seeds, assuming Auburn, like I said, we, we kind of went through the scenario. If Auburn loses in like the semifinals of the SEC tournament and Kentucky loses in the if, – if either one of those teams loses before the SEC championship game and then the other one doesn't win the SEC – you know, and Kansas and Baylor go to the Big 12 championship game and then, you know, play a duke it out. I, I could see both of them getting ones. I, I think the more likely scenario is that one gets a one and the other one settles in as one of the top twos. Yeah. And so, you know, like I said, there's six teams. Uh, Baylor, Kansas, Texas Tech, Texas, TCU, and Iowa State. I think the closest one to being on the bubble is probably Iowa State. They're probably at that 9 to 10 range. I'm blown but, away that they're somehow still in. Yeah. Like, because like they've just been trending so far down recently, and you know they had their their moment of the sun there, but you know even just their last two games, they lose to Oklahoma State and score thirty six points. You can't be, Fine you game. shouldn't, you just shouldn't be like, you're four games under five hundred in your own conference. I mean, come on, yeah. like, we have to have some standards. And you know, but like they have wins against Iowa, they have wins against Memphis, Xavier. Um, yeah, te- te- yeah Texas, right. te- Texas Tech. Texas, That's a good Texas, win. Texas, yep. So they have... Yeah, they, they do have, have some really nice wins. They have some very nice wins and some very bad losses. And so it's one of those... Boy, when it's ugly, it's really ugly for them. It's one of those resumes that's... Like, which resume is tougher to judge? Rutgers or Iowa State? Um. Yeah, I don't know. Probably, probably I, I think it's... I test just tells me Rutgers is better. Yeah, but we can't use that though. No, we can't. the The eye test. I mean, who's better at, at Ken Palm? I mean, Rutgers. I don't think is actually all that high at Ken Palm either. Where's Iowa State? Are they anywhere near? They're thirty nine, and Rutgers is wow. New scrolling for us here. 
73. Oh, my God. That's uh, yikes. Rutgers is behind. Virginia, West Virginia, Chattanooga, South Dakota State, Vermont, St. John's, Missouri State, Fresno State, Kansas State, Washington State. Wow. Okay. Fuck you, Ken Palm. I don't. I don't believe you. <laughs> oh, have you ever seen that? You ever seen that on like Insta, where it's like a guy who goes to he goes to school for four years studying uh studying physics. Then he goes to another another handful of years becoming like this brilliant professor. He says something, and then a random guy goes on the internet and says bullshit. <laughs> Fake news. Fake news, Ken Palm. Rutgers is good. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Iowa State just looks disgusting when I watch them play. It's painful. But, you know, hey, Isaiah Brockington, he's he's really good. Yeah. So, they now, play good defense. Let's, uh, I almost moved on to the SEC bigs, but I can't do that. Pac-12s before. Oh, and yep, yep, they're, careful. they're looking at three teams right now, bigs. It is Arizona, who is, you know, fairly surely of one seed. Now, there's also UCLA and USC. Um, who are both figured to be seated very highly. And then I don't really know if they have anyone on the bubble. Like the rest of them are probably going to have any bid stealers. If they want yeah, to I think so too. I don't, I don't think anybody else is safe. Um, yeah. Nobody else is even probably close to being in yep. at this point. The closest one might be like Colorado, yep. but probably not, not like sitting pretty. Wow, Xavier lost to Butler today in the first round of the Big East. They're they're oh, out, they're, right? They're out. Okay. Um, they lost to Butler. Come on. They can't be in. The, Sorry, they can't rewind, be in. Let's rewind a bit um, to the Big East portion. Xavier's out. Yep. All right, you ready to move on? There we go. Yep, thank you. Okay. That's uh, Maybe just like splice that up, stick it somewhere where we were talking about Big East, if you can. I, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm glad we uh, were able to find out that result because otherwise people are going to think we're idiots. Really I know. I'm just kind of scrolling through some of the scores right now. I'm just kind of live, okay. if you live see score any updating. Iona's locked in a tight one right now uh, with Ryder. The fighting Rick Patinos? Yeah, if they, if they lose, that'd be kind of disappointing. I'd be curious to see what they get seeded. Uh, Vermont, they're going to get in. They're kicking ass. Uh, oh, wait, no. They're, well, they're still going to play. So it's probably going to be them against UMBC in the championship game. That could be kind of fun. Oh, UMBC. You know who that is, right? It's the University of Maryland, Baltimore County. Thank you. But you know where they're relevant in the history of college basketball, right? Only te- the only, only team sixteen seed, letters. The only 16 seed to ever beat a one seed that and launch them into a national title the next year. Oh, my gosh. They did that. Yeah, that was them. That was them. That is you, wild. Are you playing stupid with me? Because I'm surprised you didn't know that. I wanted you to get that out there. Yeah, I knew you were sitting on it. I didn't want to take sure, your moment. Sure. Uh, all right, let's go to our last uh, conference here, the SEC. We have uh, Auburn and Kentucky who are, like I said earlier, both fighting for one, if not two, number one seeds. You have Tennessee, Arkansas, and Bama and LSU who are probably all in that sort of two to six seed range. And then the only ones who are really on the bubble are Texas A&M and Florida, who both they're, – they're in that range where they might both have to win the conference tournament if they want to get in. They're probably in that range where they at least probably got to get to a conference championship game, right? Yeah. I think I think Florida has just lost so many games. And, yeah, yeah, I tend to think – so what is that, five teams? L- well, LSU's in, so what is there, six teams? Six. 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 Yeah, that's probably about right. And I'm looking at this, and South Carolina, how are they 9-9 nine and nine in conference? I have no idea. And then 18-12 and 12 overall. So like they're, like they're like the number five seed for the tournament, but they're not even like on the bubble. They don't even nowhere, talk about them. They're nowhere to see on, see on Lenardi's bracketology. That's crazy. Yeah, I thought Florida would be a lot better. I thought Florida would be better. I thought Mississippi State would be better. Um, shame on those teams. I'm disappointed in them. Yep. All right, Biggs, you have anything else? I know Sunday is Selection Sunday um, on our production meeting. Do you want to record right after it? Do you have to After the bracket? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we'll do that. We'll get that out on the airwaves, you know, Sunday night, Monday mornings for all of our listening pleasure. I'm thinking, I think how we did it last year is we just sort of, um, we didn't preview any games. We just sort of did a bracket overview sort of thing. Just a reaction. 
Yeah, sort of like that. Um, who got it. snubbed, who was seated too high, too low. Um, so expect like an hour podcast there. And then I'm thinking record again like next Wednesday to release Wednesday night or Thursday morning, just sort of previewing the weekend's games. Um, but that was our programming note. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? I got nothing, John. I'm just, I'm just fired up, man. I'm, I just can't wait. You know, we're like less than a week away from, from tournament. Like we're three days away from having a bracket. These night, like, but that I don't want people to think like, oh, college hoops starts then in three days. Cherish these days. These conference tournaments are incredible. This sometimes gets us the best stuff. It's a super underrated week. This yep. week is amazing, and it, it's just, it's just getting started though. Tournaments, yeah. The tournament's coming around the corner. We're gonna have games on Tuesday, games Wednesday, and then and then it's and then it's ecstasy for four days straight. Yeah. And you have to you have to enjoy it. Like I like the cynic in me said earlier, in a month you'll have nothing. And if you're a baseball Over. fan, even you you will not have MLB We're baseball. We're gonna have NBA for like two months. Screw that. A- April 9th, you're used to watching Major League Baseball. If you're a baseball fan, you won't have that. So embrace this. Maybe the XFL will come back. Um, probably not, though. NFL draft. Have, you'll have the NFL draft. Um, you know, you can be like me, just scrolling through PFF mock drafts, um, doing those simulators all day. Um, but that gets boring a little sometimes. So it does. Jared, I find myself drafting the exact same guys every single time. I do too. I get the it's same. Just like, orders, gosh, same I have no idea draft. who these guys are, and then I set myself up for being disappointed when we don't end up taking those guys because I don't know anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a dangerous game. I haven't done much simulating actually lately. It's all having like a real job now. Finally, uh, it's really sap- It's really dug into my free time. It sucks. Yeah. Why? Why? Why must I earn an income? It's ridiculous. Such is life. All right, let's get out of here. Bye. Laters.